This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you from under the sewers of New York City, because that's right, folks. We going underground to hang out with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's right, folks. The famous band of mutant ninja turtles that you know and love are back in theaters for the seventh time for the theatrical film teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem and here at the yonko table we're going to talk about this film because goodness gracious 23 has been quite the year with some films we've had some knockouts this year and dare i say teenage mutant ninja turtles might be up there with one of the best films of this year but let me stop right now with me as always is fellow yonko dr jace attorney dr jace attorney teenage mutant ninja turtles mayhem one of the best films of the year dare i say the best film of the year question mark upside oh. down emoji oh, I'm, I'm kidding it's 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 in the conversation it's in the conversation uh you cannot have a legitimate conversation on best film of the year without including this movie um i i oh, no, i'll save it <laughs> oh oh okay i'm kidding i'm kidding i love this movie i love this movie this movie was fantastic this movie's fantastic um I mean, I, I, I'm not even like that big on Ninja Turtles. Um, I, I, I would say I, I'm a fan. I watched the. Uh, I imagine you did as well. Uh, the the kids WB run. Uh, growing Fox up. Fox Fox Fox. Uh, or four kids. That was four kids. But that was like premium four kids. Like you know, four kids had its you know it had its one piece run. Oh yeah, uh, no, that was four uh, kids in its bag era. Right right um i mean god that that intro alone is a banger teenage mutant ninja Ninja turtles Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) it was so good i iconic very iconic very iconic a lot even even new well you know we grew up on that uh franchise but but i'm sorry that run but even like older fans that grew up on the original, a lot of them consider that run, you know, the Fox Box, Four Kids era of Ninja Turtles, the best run of 
like cartoon series Ninja Turtles. Um, I know one that comes up a lot is uh, the Nickelodeon one. I, I didn't watch that one. Nickelodeon uh, has two, actually. Um, has two separate ones? Yeah. The Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's Nickelodeon too? That is Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon bought the Turtles in 2009. So wow. any iteration from the Turtles is Nickelodeon produced. Okay. I guess that explains yep. the Nickelodeon movie yes. logo at the start Correct. of this, this one. This was a Nickelodeon's movie. Okay. Okay. I well the the one I was referencing was the one that came before Rise, which was I mean it was just called the, the CGI one. The yeah. CGI one. I a lot of people said it was really good. I I, I could never get past the CGI. Uh was, was never a fan of that. Um but rise of the ninja turtles i think i mean i've seen clips on like twitter and other you know youtube shorts and tiktoks the the animation on that one was like really nice very anime inspired very anime inspired they're actually going to tackle one of the avatar movies that's coming out the last airbender movies that's oh, coming the out animation studio that did. yes okay. same animation studio so uh, yeah, that one gets a lot of praise for action. But goodness, I mean, you just listed pretty much all the TV series. Except, except for classic. the classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But, you know, this is a movie. We're in the theatrical realm. This is the seventh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Lucky seven. Uh, lucky seven. I guess that's true. Uh, we had the three originals in the 90s. What, what um, has been your run with the movies? Have you seen all of them? Do you like or hate most or some of them? I've seen them all for the most part. I'm pretty positive. Um, the 90s ones are definitely... Uh, I watched them when I was very young, so I, I hardly remember them at all. Um, obviously, there was the... The 2007 one made by like the Weinstein animation group, uh, the oddball of the bunch, but uh, that was 2007. So that was us in our middle school days. And that was one of the, I mean, it's the mutant Ninja Turtles on TV for our generation. Like when we were watching on TV. So it was like, well, if you're a fan, you probably want to go see this movie. So that was my first theatrical film. And then, of course, we have the, oh, God, the, the testosterone. Oh, the who? The Bay The Bayverse Ninja Turtles. I mean, it wasn't directed by Bay, but. he Yeah, no. Uh, he, he, he might he, as he well have. It. He, he, might, he did. It had the Bayverse styled energy of Transformers movies. You had, you had the, the overly uh, sexualized, uh, um april o'neill in the movie or rather you have your overly sexualized female character in your michael bay film um with over the top action a lot of a lot of um i forget what the camera technique is but michael bay has this like you know uh not not lens flare but this grainy look to his films camera, work, I, camera I, I i know the look i don't know what it's called either but it, every one of his films feel, feels like it takes place during sunset yes Yes. or sunrise uh so. that, that was definitely one of them I, I i'll say i'll say for at least the classics like the 90s i 
I didn't watch all of them. I, I know I watched like bits and pieces here and there, but as a kid, I never got a chance to like watch either of them from beginning to end. Or maybe I did. I just, I really don't remember. So I don't really have a thought on the or originals, but uh, I do remember TMNT, the edgy 2007 uh, CGI film. Edgy is a great word. Uh, I just watched that one prior to watching this film. Did you like Raphael being a, a vigilante breaking I from mean, the code? There are there are already vigilantes because but he's they're... even more vigilante now because he's in black armor. I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, which is interesting though because I was going to bring that one up in the conversation of this film for seeing as how this film does a lot right i think with the characters of the turtles but we will get there um yeah yeah i remember yeah. liking um, it at the time tmnt uh I, I, I definitely enjoyed it I, for sure yeah i couldn't say if i still like it today uh you know growing up and everything but uh and then uh yeah then then you had the bayverse films i I didn't like the first one uh, because, again, it, it kind of goes back to uh, our conversation with um, like what we have with Transformers. Like, wh why is Hollywood so afraid to just show the main characters of their IP or franchise? Why? This is just April O'Neil featuring the Ninja Turtles. Megan um, Fox, you, uh, you had to capitalize at the time. They literally, I guess, I guess they did. Um, I mean, you have that elevator scene. You remember the elevator scene in the first one? The best scene in the movie. Best scene in the I, movie. I guess. Um, uh, listen. And, um, the second one, out of out of the shadows, out of out of the shadows. I don't know the second Bayverse film. I actually like that one. Uh, I think it's maybe, better than the first one. Yeah, it's definitely better. Um, and I don't know, maybe it was just like the environment that I watched it in, but like I, I actually really like the second one. <laughs> and then I would look, uh, I would look up like reviews and stuff. People say it, it was garbage. I'm like, really? It was was it bad? Like I don't know. Maybe I got to rewatch it again. I I like the second one a lot. Um, but it was it was not meant to be. That that was the final live action Bayverse. Ninja Turtles movie, and I, I don't think they're ever going to make another one again. Uh, I mean, I'm at a point where I'm going to say they don't need to. Uh, we are seven Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films in, and it for me, I I will say, I and I maybe maybe I'm speaking for a lot of people. Six times we were not blown entirely away by these movies. Uh, however, this franchise has so much staying power, like it just never, it never goes. goes away. It's going to be a at this point, I'm sure it's already two generations in on its fandom, maybe three. But I just don't ever see this franchise going away. With that all said, this seventh film, I feel is incredible. I think they did such an incredible job. And. I don't need a live action rendition ever. I will take animation because I feel the game of animation has been, it just keeps stepping up. All right. Where a lot of people are finding these superhero films uh, becoming a little more redundant. There's so much you can do with animation. And dare I say, you know, and you gotta, you gotta 
give credit where credit is due. This one is borrowing from Into the Spider-Verse and what they did over there at Sony Animation. Uh, actually, I'll just say Sony Animation in general because they're doing some cool stuff. And this, this movie sought to do something cool and different as well. And we got this crazy artistic look to it, which I still don't know how to describe it. How would you describe this? Um, definitely, uh, you know, for for our gamers out there, it, it reminds me a lot of Borderlands, um, uh, the franchise. Uh, a lot of cell shading, like, you know, like comic booky thick outlines, uh, kind of like a graphic novel. I think that's probably the closest way you could describe it. It feels like, a comic book or graphic novel come to life. Um, cause I don't even think, I mean, could you really even say that about, um, like, like the, the spider verse movies? Like I, I, I like the animation style in the spider verse movies, but I don't know if I would call it like, uh, comic booky. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I think it is comic booky. It's two different, you know, you said this film was like a graphic novel. I can see that more. I wouldn't say this one's like a comic book because a lot of the lines, as you said, are bold. And then like there's emphasis on a lot of the lighting, for example, like the neon lights would be moving uh, uh, around the border yeah, of the lights. Like, yeah, like it would be like breathing almost. Right. It was like a painting. This one was very painting-esque. Uh, right. Like the backdrops were like basically water paint and colors. And yeah, everything else was for me. I, I described it as a stop motion, uh, a stop motion uh, graphic novel. That's what it looked like for me at times. Mm. Uh, and then obviously, you know, they're 3D still, which again, I don't know, man, but this is the stuff that we need. The animation uh, game. Compared to what? Compared to what? Uh, I, I, that movie's uh, not uh, out yet. Uh, go, so. no, no, go, go ahead. Say it. What? Compared to what? what disney's wish uh, yes yes exactly. that movie's not out yet yes. we have to watch it when it comes out and i'm i'm gonna double back on this uh later <laughs> i'm gonna double sure. back on this because I, I i discovered something very concerning about wish compared oh, to this movie but goodness go ahead um but yeah uh, so th this movie already has this artistic style going for it i also like when movies do this thing where the animation is already so great and then there's like this random scene where they switch up the animation uh, as far as it maybe it's like a deep dive into a character's mind and like well okay donnie's talking about donatello's talking about you know them going to school and it's that little like he oh, drew oh, it out like, like like a kid drawing uh, on a piece of paper with crayons yes and, yes okay. yeah i love when movies do that uh yeah, that was pretty I, good I, like I compare it. it to when rappers switch up their flow uh, between verses. Um, I guess. It's, it's surprising. It keeps you on your toe. And it's just another testament to the animation style. Like they're, I, like they're doing things. Like the animation was definitely on point. And it's, it's the element that got me into the theater to watch this movie. I'll say another thing that got me in though. Um, and it's the fact that... And again, I, I'm just going back on what I remember from all the iterations of Ninja Turtles, like at least for the cartoon series, uh, like when it came to the cartoon series, when it came to the characters and who they're voiced by, like the voice actors, from what I recall, a lot of them were like grown 
adults, always professionals, always, always. Um, always. And, and sometimes you, a lot of times you needed that. You wanted Raphael to be the grungy, you know, hothead, like Leo, I'm always mad. Uh, you wanted, uh, Michelangelo to be like, <laughs> Calabunga, you know, whatever. But that's, that was from the series. This is the first iteration of Ninja Turtles that I've ever seen where they have kids actually voicing the roles of these kids. They're, they're teenagers. They're teenagers. I, yep. I think we said it best with uh, Donatello uh, in this movie, Donnie. Um, it, he he has such a high-pitched voice. I'm like, wow, these are like actual children pulling off th this, th this, this uh, what would you call it before? Um quad quad uh i won't say quadrilogy that doesn't make any sense oh it's but... the seventh film so except no i'm just like like instead of a duo with two people uh a trio oh, a quartet 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 this quartet <laughs> this quartet of turtles um i like that they're voiced by kids it's it's a different take i like it i've and i mean we're gonna get into it when it comes to like the banter and the the, the well, dialogue this this was my next part because I feel oh, oh, there we go. the thing you got to talk about with this movie first is first and foremost is the turtles right. themselves as characters and like you're saying yeah that's a huge element that almost every iteration of turtles has been missing is uh, this uh, what every iteration of turtles every you mean the films no films and TV. Uh, I'm not. Mm. I'm not gonna. Oh no! What I'm talking about is, at times because they are voiced by adults, or just the fact. I, it's like they forget this part. They are supposed to be teenagers. They're supposed to feel like teenage mutant ninja turtles. I feel most of the time when I watch anything of this franchise, they just feel like mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, the teenage. At least from what I remember from our. Uh our uh fox box four kids run of ninja turtles never once did i get the vibe that they were teenagers i thought they were all grown adults <laughs> i i i forget i always look how big and like tall they were like I... right right and how they and sounded they... too they, they didn't sound like teenagers to me yeah never and and oftentimes i feel they're never put into situations or moral conflicts about being a teenager you know right like um i i mean like love and uh, yeah right they're not stressing over romantic partners right right they're not worried about fitting in with anybody you know i, I think to some extent they they have explored those elements before i i don't want to say they've never done that but i, I think haven't I, seen it i've i've seen them do it I, I I've seen them dip, dip their toes in it. I think it's I think they've done it the best in this iteration, in this yes. movie, um, yes. compared to before. Because again, you have that added kid element of the turtles, and I feel like that hits. Uh, I feel like um, who who's one of the VAs for from the 04 run? Uh, just give me one. Of, of oh, the turtles. Sam Regal. Sam Regal. Sam Regal voicing a Sam Regal, a grown man voicing. I think Sam Regal does Donatello. Yeah. Okay. Sam Regal voicing Donatello, a grown man voicing a supposed teenager that is struggling to fit in, is not going to hit the same way as 
uh, one of these children that's voicing Donnie in this movie that's also trying to fit in because now I have that connection with he's a kid. Like, he's an actual kid, and I actually believe this kid is trying to fit in. This this could have been something... Well, I'm not saying it could have literally been live action, but this could have been a live action uh, plot in a separate movie where... Uh, instead of turtles, you have you have this kid wanting to fit in because he's get he, he gets bullied at school or, or you know whatever because he sounds like a kid, he is a kid. I feel like that's important. It, so. it is important. I I think it's the most often overlooked part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. People come into these movies, they watch the Michael Bay films. That oh man, they nailed the mutant part. They don't look real. They they don't look. Like normal turtles. Did you believe the Michael Bay, the, the Bay vs. Turtles were teenagers? No, never. <laughs> Why? N Are they too buff? They were huge. They're like seven foot. Never. <laughs> and also, you know, people come in here for the ninja part. Michael Bay's people look like they're Rambo-like people trying to go into the bush and start killing everybody. They don't look like ninjas. I don't think they could stealth their way through anything. Uh, probably not they're fucking stomping every time <laughs> no they're huge and then of course they're turtles which is not hard to nail but um this teenage part i think as you said i think it's an important element and if we don't get it then this is this is almost like an entirely new concept uh, uh i'm just gonna shout out the cast real quick micah abby shimon as, brown as who micah micah abby is donatello Okay. Shimon Brown is Michelangelo. Nicholas Cantu is Leonardo. And Brady Noon is Raphael. Mm. I got to give it to them. And, you know, and I give a lot of credit, too, to the directing team uh, and the writers. So this is directed by Jeff Rowe. Uh, he he did. He he wrote The Mitchells and versus The Machines. You know, I got that, that vibe this entire movie. Like there was, I, I haven't seen Mitchell's versus the machines, but I've seen like clips of it. Right. And, and from what I gathered when I was watching this movie, I, I don't know why that, that movie kept coming to mind for what, I don't know if it's maybe the animation or just maybe the, the, the style of comedy, but it reminded me of, of Mitchell uh, versus the machines or and the machines versus the machines. Versus I machines. haven't seen it either, but what I know about that film, yeah, I feel there is a similar style, not necessarily to animation, but maybe to the storytelling. Uh, it's crazy. These guys are getting a lot of good stuff, you know, back to back. Uh, we were talking about the Mario movie before. Go check out our Mario movie pod and how that was the same director as or no, no, I'm sorry. Um, who did Teen Titans go? Uh, we did some other movie that they covered uh, this year. Um, um, Teen who directed Teen Titans Go? Teen Titans Go to the movies. Uh, we covered oh. something uh, this year that they also oh, directed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I remember looking it up and I was like, wow, he did? Um, directed by Peter, Rita, Michael, and Aaron and, Horvath. Oh, okay. Um, it was him. Uh, he directed the Mario Brothers movie. And I'm oh. like, man, these people in animation are getting some really good gigs and they're doing their thing and i'm like i i see why because they're killing it uh and wow, i like he that was, he was a lead storyboard artist on drawn together the movie look at that 
That's wild. We're talking about Jeff Rowe? Yeah. Well, uh, oh, okay. uh, no, Aaron Horvath. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Jeff Rowe. Uh, wow. Good for him. Um, I like seeing that. But then you also got to get credit to Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, Dan Hernandez, and Benji Samet. Some meat. They did the I script. Mean, a, a lot of people tied this movie to uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, well, he's the he's a producer uh, right. on the film. I, I think yeah. that was one of the first things that people learned about, like anything regarding this film, and that was that was like their biggest concern. Uh, that was the. I remember what the initial reaction was uh, when th- th- this movie. All you had was the title. You didn't have images of what the turtles looked like. You, you had no imagery except for the, t- the the title card, and then. You have a tagline that says, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Seth Rogen's producing and writing or whatever. And people immediately were like, oh, my God, Seth Rogen? Why? Why why is Seth Rogen involved with this? And I'm I'm thinking, is that a red flag? That is not a red flag. Should we go down the list a little bit? It's a long list for Seth Rogen. Well, Uh, I'm going to point out, well, this is a superhero film. Uh whether or not you view the turtles as superheroes, whatever they are, they they fall under that genre. Uh, you know what other superhero projects Seth Rogen has done outside the Green Hornet, which is probably the only bad thing. Um, uh, superhero projects. Correct. I do not. Oh, you. Oh, this is great. Uh, I'm gonna give you two, and that's the only two I need. Ready? Okay. The boys. Oh wait, you mean okay? Wait, wait. Do you mean like he's a he's, writer or he, not a writer? But he's been involved in like these series and shows oh, don't get I picked mean, up. I guess that's the boys, imp- but no. But like I'm thinking like because he's not a writer on the boys, so I'm thinking of like what shows is, is he involved with? As in like he's producing or writing the show. Pro- producing. He's a producer on the boys. He's a producer and- on the boys. You should have opened with that. That's what I said. You said he's on the boys. No, I'm talking. I said, and the he is literally in, in the boys. So when I'm thinking, no, when you say I'm, his name, I'm like, wait, I'm, what? No, I'm talking about produced. Like he's involved in projects that he cares about and make sure he's got great people on there. And he did Invincible. Mm, he's also involved in Invincible. Yes. This is a, and also he's been doing great in the latter half of his career i think he's been really think picking his projects well and you know getting the people he needs involved involved and they've been i think they've been crushing it he's gonna be an executive producer on a darkwing duck uh series and i'm i'm for that no that was a thing i am absolutely for that i think seth rogan at the at the end of the day is a fanboy and if he's a fan of something, he knows what he's got to do to make sure it is good. And I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right up there with his bigger fandoms. I think they, I think they nailed what should make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film. And I'm going to say this too because we talked about it too. Put your actors in the booth together, you know. Right. All our scenes with the turtles were, from what I read and what I watched in interviews. Primarily uh, improv. They just riffing off of each other. There's a good chunk of it that is literally, they said, let's just have them converse and talk like kids and talk like and be teenagers. 
Now, obviously, you you know, you got your parameters for how the scene is supposed to flow. But every time there's a pop culture reference in there, I guarantee that wasn't written. Mm. Mm. So all your Attack on Titan mentions and Avenger Endgame. Yep. I guarantee that is 100% them. Now, mind you, you know, you got Seth Rogen. Evan Goldberg, they probably come in and do the Ferris Bueller bit, which makes sense. Right. That's their gen. So I believe that. But yeah, uh, I think that it, there's an authenticity to this process that they went about that I really think is missing in a lot of iterations of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. People will come for you for throwing TMNT into that. They can come. Because I've been seeing across the board that this is it. People have been putting this film, like, really above. Have people Would been you... putting? The, I know critics have. Uh, what what has what has the, the fandom been The saying? fandom is on board with this film. And I, I do want to go find the negative ones and read it. But uh, I, mean, I mean, this I is about to, be a, about to uh, be a positive five. Oh, wow. No, yeah. Uh, audiences also are praising the movie. Yeah, not ninety four percent out of five hundred reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's uh, it deserves it. It, it deserves it. It is well deserving. Uh, oh, and also, I love a film with the turtles where each turtle gets moments to shine. Uh, I think about the two thousand seven film. It was very heavy on Leonardo and Raphael, and Michelangelo and Donatello were basically kind of pushed to the side and. They never really had any standout moments. I feel each of the turtles share the space equally. I think each one had an arc. You know, it didn't have to be anything big, but they each had their moment. They came round circle from whenever it was introduced to the finale. And I love that because this is Transformer films. Take note. You know, your Transformers. Uh, well, no, you have live action. Correct. Yes. This. Live action should. Take note, this is how you put your Transformers at the forefront. The human characters need to be off to the side somewhere, which this one did a good job with April as well. Uh, despite all the initial, con- not controversy, the let, initial let me, hate. The initial hate. Let me clarify that um, I feel like whoever put together that initial trailer did a disservice on what the human characters look like um because in the initial trailers they're only showing april right who's the only human character in the trailers and when people are seeing april who has consistently been shown as like you know your uh, attractive female character in your cartoon series about ninja turtles they're gonna see april in this instant and they're gonna say why why does she look like that why does she why is she shaped like this and let me tell you something that was very intentional because all the human characters in this movie are ugly. Ugly. And that's okay. I that because that's the artistic style. The news anchor, the one the one in the in the movie, ugly. One of the random bystanders that threw something at Master Splinter, ugly. Uh, oh my god, I I I could keep going. The human cared the literally the the I guess 
the ones that are least offensive to the eyes are the turtles uh like in our images like they're, they're the ones that look the most normal <laughs> like if you look at their their head shape their their eyes like they look aside from the shell and the green skin they to me in the movie they look the most human <laughs> the human characters look like monsters um shoot, <laughs> and, and, maybe that was maybe that was the point I, I and I think that's okay. I think I think if all the characters are being like all the human characters are being drawn like this, and it's like an intentional choice, yeah, make make them all but but ugly. Uh, you but know, I, I don't I don't know. If that's that's a weird argument if you're trying to stick up for how they portrayed April. Um, no, for for April, people were saying that uh, people that were coming after April were saying like, why like. It just it looked odd because they assumed all the other human characters uh would like look normal to a degree. Like um like some of them some of the human characters had like th their heads were misshapen. I think you're missing the main point though. People were just upset that they made her a short black uh chubby little girl. And people were upset talking about, you know, we want our red redhead blonde. I'm sorry, redhead, skinny, model-looking April back. I I think it was an artistic choice for all the characters in in the film. I I would just say, I mean, I'm not gonna say that. Listen, they they make April however they want to make. It's their iteration. It's fine. It didn't do it. It didn't. It didn't it, it ruin didn't, the character of April. It didn't bother me at all. Right. It shouldn't bother anybody. Like. It's just April. All she she needs to help the turtles. Did she do that? Good. Is she into reporting and journalism and broadcast journalism? Yes, she is. Good. That's all April needs. Uh and also I think too, although the actress Ayo Adibari from The Bear, who is phenomenal here as she is in The Bear, um, they just I, I just looked it up. April is typically never a teenager as well. You know, it's always the turtles who are She's just usually teenagers. an adult. She's a she works for like a news station. She, she, Correct. She's a news reporter. Right. So I feel, you know, with how they designed her, it was just to really fit what a modern like teenager looks like. And I was fine with that. I'm like, cool. They brought her down to the teenage level so we can have more personalized interaction from the same age demographic cool i mean that works but you know people uh, people are annoying april was great uh dare i say she had one of the funniest scenes in the movie are uh, you talking about yes her it, oh broadcasting that was uncalled for um but i found it hilarious i found it hilarious and um even she had a nice little arc. I think uh, most characters had a really nice arc that came into fruition by the end of the film. Uh, yeah, she was she was a great addition here. I truly liked her here. That's Splint fair. Splinter. Splinter's here. Voiced by everyone's favorite, Jackie Chan. Not everybody's favorite. but uh, He has to be your favorite now. Um, sure, fine. Uh, Jackie Chan was fine. Uh, did a good job as um, 
Splinter. Uh, I think good. I think they really went. And again, I think this was kind of another aspect that's often overlooked when it comes to Splinter. Uh, yes, he taught them karate or uh, yeah, karate because they're ninjas. Um, however, I feel sometimes lost to the sauce. We don't get daddy Splinter, you know? We don't ever get a, I'm the caring father. I'm a single father trying to raise four boys on my own in the sewers of New York City. Where not to mention I'm a giant freaking rat. Everybody wants to milk me and kill me. Oh God, the the, the whole milking joke throughout the whole movie. They're going to milk you, but we don't that was have a great, nipples. That was a great little recurring joke in the the nipples bit too goodness uh sure sure um how'd you feel about splinter i i thought he was fine um yeah he, he was fine i liked it when he uh like fought at the end um because it reminded me a lot of jackie chan i think we talked about it before how his style of like uh karate or kung fu whichever he does um kung fu kung fu is like uh, very, it comes off as like improvised or accidental. Uh, He's um, situational, situational kung fu, where right, like he really uses the environment to his like instant reaction to how he's gonna you know beat up this person. I mean, you see it in all of Jackie Chan's movies. You see it in the Jackie Chan Adventures TV series. Um. I feel like when Master Splinter started fighting, which was in only one scene in the whole movie, um, I saw it. I saw a lot of that. There was a lot of that in his action, so I like that. Um, but I I definitely like the, the 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 daddy element to Splinter. I liked how he was the one that um, I don't know. He had some like heartfelt moments where he's like, "What was it that he said?" He said. Um, I'm trying. Oh God, I don't know if I'm going to quote him right. He said something like, "Without you, I." Oh God, no, no, I'm I'm not even going to attempt. He had a really good line about fatherhood in the movie, where it, it, where essentially he said like, "Like you guys are everything to me, the boys. You know, his, his sons. You guys are everything to me. If I were to lose you, I have nothing." I have nothing if I if I lose you. It, but but he said it in a way where it was like very heartfelt and I'm like, "Damn, did did Master Splinter from from 04 uh Turtles ever say something like that to to his sons? I don't think so. I I know I, he loved his sons and I know he cared for them. I just don't think he ever got on this level of of daddyhood uh that this uh, version did. Oh man, I'm thinking about how well Splinter was portrayed as a daddy and Jackie Chan is questionable when it comes to his parenting. Oh, um, you feel like it's disjointed? Oh, if you don't know about his... I do know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I think it was so good. You're right. He had a lot of heartfelt moments. A lot of kind of, like, there were some real-world parallels you could make kind of his interactions with the humans and how that kind of scarred him and he had to overcome that by the end of the film because he saw a dark reflection in Superfly. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was really well done. I think either Splinter either gets f forgotten as a character or they just really try to highlight 
the sensei, the master, and that's really it. There's there's layers to him, like an onion. Like an onion. Love to see it, and he even gets a little romance too. Unnecessary, but it's there. Uh, gross. Um, yeah, it was quite gross. Uh, let's talk about the namesake of this film, uh, Mutant Mayhem. This I was a lot understand. of fun. You understand? I I just thought it was like a choice, a, a name choice, because uh, like, oh, they're mutants. Let's just call it Mayhem. Oh. Uh, I I was unaware of the number of mutants that were in the movie. And once I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's mm. why it's called Mutant Man. Look, they're all over the place. There's so many. So that now it makes sense. It makes sense. Yes. Um, and this one is definitely, I'd say, more like a deep cut for the true fans. Uh, some of these, I'm pretty sure all these mutants are from the source material, they're from the comics, they're from the shows. They got their start in one. Didn't get their start in one. They got it in the other. Um, this was cool. You're playing with the mythos. I like when, you know, and we talk about this too. We talk about this when, uh, like Barbie, Barbie movie. Like we want to see Barbie explore the Barbie world. You want to see Mario explore Mushroom Kingdom or the DK Kingdom. Like we like being involved in the mythos. We Sonic 2 did a better balance at adding the sonic mythos compared to the human elements this is what we care for uh mm. the mutants are here uh do you remember baxter stockman um he's he's usually he he's the black scientist and all the he was here uh, yeah he was here he was here for like five minutes which i'm uh, fine with i'm, I'm fine okay with that too yeah um that's our that's our favorite uh gus fring Ah, uh, Giancarlo, yep. Yes, voicing um Baxter. So that was that was cool to just see him for like five seconds uh before he bites the big one. Um just a familiar name for the lukewarm fans. Right, right. Oh, 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 uh um Tyler Perry plays him in the in Tyler the Perry Tyler Perry played him yep that is so funny i completely forgot about that i was wondering like i know i've seen him before and other stuff too like where, where where's his character from um but uh no he was cool he was definitely cool um some of the mutants uh i mean what seth rogan voices the warthog what was that rocksteady or no, uh, no that's bebop. bebop bebop seth rogan is bebop john cena is rocksteady Mm, okay, uh, right. No, the whole cast of uh, Paul Rudd was the the gecko Mondo Gecko. Okay. Um, Post Malone was uh the the Manta, the singing Manta. Oh my God, yeah, I guess that, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I can hear it. I guess I I hear it. I forgot that was a uh, him. I forgot he was in this movie. Um, Ice Cube as Superfly. Oh God! You skip to the big head, uh, real quick. Oh. Rose Byrne is Leatherhead. Hannibal Burris is Genghis Frog. Natasha Dimitriou is Wingnut, the bat-looking one. I'm not even good with these other ones. And funny enough, they all had their little moments and scenes, whether it was with the turtles or Splinter, and they all uh, 
they 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 each have good great screen time but yes uh who did you just say um cube ice cube ice ice cube o'shea jackson senior is super fly fun villain i think i think ice cube doesn't I like his mannerisms yeah I, 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 you know it's just, i don't know um it's clearly ice cube playing this villain but i feel ice cube actually did a good job of i i don't know i i bought into the villainy but all the while i still just kept thinking this is if ice cube was evil which was fine i was like if if superfly is the embodiment of ice cube fine i accept that's okay that's, that's okay it, it it worked somehow uh i, I, think didn't, I didn't even know superfly was that big of a uh, a villain oh i don't know is he i I he maybe I don't know I, I he was the main villain here. Uh, the, right. the only time I remember Superfly was uh, did you ever play that um that arcade uh Ninja Turtles game at like I know I know the one. The first boss I think is the first boss uh at the construction site is Superfly. Um, he's there. He's the giant fly uh that you have to fight. Um, so I, I, because he was the first boss, I always thought of him as, oh, he's just, you know, another like Saturday morning villain. Uh, he, he's no shredder, um, compared to like, like he, to me, he always seemed like another bebop or rock steady, but, uh, I, I was convinced of him as the villain. I liked how he had a, a good a motivation that was a parallel for what uh, Splinter was going through. Mm, yes. Um, I think that was really good how they portrayed that because what uh, he it was it was a uh, Baxter right? Doctor Baxter made all of them. He had the ooze. The ooze, ooze. The ooze. Um, I guess he made Superfly first. Um, Correct. And he was in the process of making all the other characters like uh, Bebop, Rocksteady, all the other animals. Um, but uh, he never, or I guess he started, I guess, or something. Uh, but either way, Baxter dies. Uh, Superfly runs away with the mutants uh, that are left there. And he, like, I guess raises them for 15 he, years. As, insane. As brothers and sisters. As brothers and sisters. And uh, what uh, Superfly wants to, um, you what use the ooze to? Well, they they want in, they want acceptance, and their acceptance their idea of getting acceptance is if they use the ooze and weaponize every animal across the globe and turn them into mutants as well. And I think he said to to either kill, enslave. Or something else. Basically, destruction of all humans. Uh, right. Right. And I, I thought it was really funny, too, because... I don't know. He's just so casual about it. He's like, yeah, nah, they didn't accept us. So I'm, like, done with humans. We gonna kill them. They made and... one attempt in New York City to what... Uh... <laughs> What did they yeah, what, go to? They uh, went to like a, a rest. No, they didn't go to a restaurant. They, I don't. I can't remember where they went. But yeah, after one failed attempt, they all got to die. 
Everyone's got to go. Yep. They're and all they're, bad. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. They got to go. We're, we're with you, Superfly. Um, and yeah, what a good parallel it was to Splinter because he even said to himself, he said, you know, hey, rat dude, help me out. You and me the same. I'm just ain't no punk about it. Oh my God. The, some of the backhanded compliments <laughs> he gave, like, uh, that was fun. That was so funny. I, I, it, was I was un- like, it was unintentionally funny. And I'm like, God, d- do you want him to help you? <laughs> or- exactly. Yes. <laughs> right. Oh uh, that was good. That was funny. Um, but no, yeah. Like a, a lot of, a lot of the interactions with the characters were really funny. Uh, really good um definitely a change uh i feel like this is a new iteration because obviously you have uh by the end of the film uh all the mutant side with the turtles um, uh yeah i think that's relatively different i i'm not against it i just kind of wish there was a bit more of a struggle um when I say struggle, I wish there was more con- internal conflict involving that. Um, I feel like they kind of almost instantly switch sides uh, to a degree where they realized, hey, Superfly, we don't want to do this. <laughs> well, they had, they had that battle sequence. They had a battle sequence. I, I, I consider that a chase sequence. Okay, it, yes, it, it was it, a it chase sequence. It didn't feel like a battle like they, they were fighting but i i wanted like a legitimate battle one where they both i mean i wanted the mutants that were on superfly's side to really come to grips with oh man what they're morally I, doing is wrong yeah what what are, we're doing is really wrong but i mean superfly has been there with us from birth literally and i mean we're not just gonna abandon him and not you know, uh, go along with his plan. I mean, technically his plan would work, just saying. Uh, and then and then they proceed to fight the turtles and like through whatever moral dilemma they have in the middle of the fight, they all realize, you know what? No, we can't do this. We can't do this. I wanted to see them fight Bebop and Rocksteady. Like legitimate fight that damn Rhino and Warhawk. Cause look how big they were. I'm like, yo, they're gonna fight these two and win? How? And I, 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 I felt like I was a little cheated out of it because I didn't get to see that. Because uh, now, because now they're on their side, and I don't see them ever fighting them because you know they're, they're friends now. Why, why would they fight? Um, I, I think there's an opportunity for them to further explore these relationships with the mutants. Uh, I would hope they're leaving that for a sequel. This is also supposed to get a TV series that they might explore that in, as well which might be oversaturation. I probably would just prefer a movie unless it's like the same animation going on in the series. If not, I don't want it. Uh, But yeah, I would say the mutants probably took the biggest backseat. And obviously there there were a lot of them. Uh, Some of them were just played for laughs. And yeah, as iconic ones like Bebop and Rocksteady probably deserved I think a little more screen time. This film probably could have just benefited from a, maybe like 20 minutes more just to give us more time with the mutants. As you said, kind of dangle that morality in our face and then let them choose where how they're going to operate. I I would say there's there are scenes, though, I think that do justify uh, the ending of the movie where they switch. You know, they spend time together in the bowling alley. 
there were human things that they enjoyed so it was like let's maybe this is not a great idea but yeah i think this movie could have stand for at least another 20 minutes but i will say i think it was excellently paced uh thought the movie moved from point a to point b very well um but yeah maybe just a little more time with them though that would have been good but i think that's also another bit that gets lost the mutant side of things i think typically the most we get is always you know the turtles and then a couple of other mutants but it really it's just turtles versus shredder, shredder. watch out for shredder Oh God, I love that bit in the intro. What is it? Uh, there's no it's one better. Turtles, watch out for Shredder. Turtles. <laughs> uh, I, so I did good. like that bit too. And then there was that season where they killed him, and Mikey's like, "We been Shredder." What did they say? So it'll be like Turtles. There's no one better. Turtles, we beat Shredder. Oh, that's right. He's holding his helmet in the intro. Yes, yeah, that's right. You know, that was, like, one of the few instances where, like, uh, they show, like, decapitation in in a 4Kids show. Because Leo cut his head off. Not, and mind you, Shredder was, like, I think later revealed to be, oh, like, an the alien. alien. Yes. Yeah, but at the time, they thought he was human. And in a 4Kids era show, Leo cuts with his blade. He cuts off Shredder's head. He's like, you gotta go. And he cuts it off. That's insane. That's you just insane. want to talk about the 20, 2004 show. It, huh? It's the best run. It's the best run. They could fight me in the comics. It, it, it's the best. I run. don't know if it's better than this film, though. It's the best uh, series run of the Turtles. Um, if, if you're going to talk about films, this is the best film. I know some people like to go back and retroactively uh, rewrite history and say that um, TMNT was underrated. No, it was rated. Um, it, it, it was it was fine. It was fine. Uh, the, the the Leo and Raph bits were good, I guess. But you're missing that other half. There's four brothers. It's not two brothers. There's four of them. There's four of them. So Correct. So sure, they nailed Raph and Leo. What about Mikey? What about Donnie? What about all these other characters? No, you see that this is the best theatrical turtles uh, representation. Um, and I want to see a sequel with these uh, versions. I imagine with a potential sequel, they're going to be older, um, a little bit older. You know, they'll still be teenagers, but, you know, I, with the natural growth of the actors that are playing these characters, I mean, their their voices are going to get deeper. They're going to drop a little bit, and I feel like that'll be that'll be represented in in their portrayal of the characters. Like they'll be self aware. They'll be like, "Hey, Donnie, remember when you had that high pitched voice?" <laughs> and like he'll probably have like a I don't know he'll he'll speak like Kratos now in the in the sequel oh, or something. Maybe maybe Atreus. Maybe he just a little, you know, deeper than <laughs> what Atreus was. It is not the weapon; it's the man. Sure, um, <laughs> idea will be that drastic. However, I would love to keep this cast as long as they can. Uh, I think there's authenticity to it. Uh, just their chemistry. I would love to see that chemistry recreated in a sequel. 
I I hope it's not the TV series. I much I'm team. Just give me a movie. Um, well, but well, why do you think there's a T? Did they say they're doing? They said that? it. They said. Oh it. yeah, that's right. Wait, what was it that they said? Because I remember sending it. Uh, well, there's two things. One with this movie, Mutant Mayhem, they want to continue with a movie, a sequel, and they also want to develop a TV series based out on it. So oh, God, a TV series. Now uh, there are there are cases where this can be done correctly. I Obviously, know, though, man. it's going to be a dip in animation. I can imagine. I, yeah, no, I'm not for it. A movie, right. yes, a hundred percent. A movie, yes. Uh, a, a sequel. But right. I, I will. Did, did uh, you ever watch the the any of the How to Train Your Dragons series? Garbage. No, the fandom actually really likes them. Uh, the um, fandom is wrong. The fandom really likes them, and the movies actually pick up some of the story places or things that happen in that that series trickled into two and three uh, wow. i can't give you major specifics but they do if they could give it that treatment i'll be on board or maybe because this is paramount let's okay. see how um this is different uh it's a two seat so it's been greenlit for a two season 2d animated television series so already a dip in animation I wouldn't say it's a dip. I feel like it'll be a different interpretation. This is not 2D, uh, though. Right. This movie is not 2D, but because it's not, and the series is going to be, I would like to think that they're going to do something unique with the 2D. It's not just going to be, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm blanking. Like, oh, four ninja turtles again but you know 2d or something i'm not expecting much i'm not expecting much i i if it was 3d that's where i would say i'm not expecting much because it there's for for a tv series to be in 3d especially two they they greenlit two seasons it's not even just one it's two seasons nobody can wait Um, anymore we can't just bask in this gloriousness that was this movie no we already gotta start thinking ahead I'm I'm thinking that because it's 2D, it's gonna let them be uh I don't know more expressive in their animation compared to if they if they stuck with 3D, it was gonna look terrible. It was gonna look terrible uh, probably yeah a, as a series. Since it's 2D, I have more hope for it because I imagine the animation will be a lot better for a series. Uh, because there's no way they're gonna have movie quality 3D animation in a series like that. Um, and Probably as not. Long as, as long as they have the same writing staff, the same writing, uh, or I'm sorry, the same storytelling, I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for that that series. It'll be on Paramount Plus. Your favorite? I think it's not my favorite. I think Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and that team they put together are here for the long run. I think they're they'll be with this franchise iteration every step of the way. So. I'm sure they'll probably be involved, which I'm excited for. Uh, the film left a lot of. Uh, I mean, they tied it. They tied the film up really nicely uh, with the ending. But there's some things they left out. Uh, we did get a post-credit scene. I love that post-credit scene. The post-credit scene is actually a little layered. Uh, Maya Rudolph's character, the the professor, uh, who was milking them, uh, Ultram. Does that ring a bell to you, Ultram? Is that the 
that's not the alien is it that is the alien it is the alien okay. yes so well, wait what, what was ultron that was her that was her name oh her name was ultron? like dr Ult ultron so she's of that alien race then i guess i mean by names they haven't confirmed it but i think it's safe to assume wow i feel like and there's a lot of, of references uh i mean they sh they kept showing that um oh man the tritech or uh, oh the 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 company or whatever yeah they, um, yep, they kept that's part of it on, they kept zooming on the name like do you know what that's that, part of it the alien people oh i don't know about that but i've looked it up it's part of the mythos it's a known organization okay. in the mythos i figured it was but but you're not aware of like what it's referring to okay new no. um then also of course shredder they didn't even give you keep you guessing they're like oh it's him no i i definitely like that um because first off coming into this movie i just assumed shredder was the villain um i i did not see really too much of the trailers i well actually no i think i see i think i saw all the trailers i don't remember if they ever shown like um who the villain was if it was yes, super they have yes oh they then have. i haven't seen all the trailers then um so i went in here thinking that it's got to be shredder and then once I saw the whole thing with like Superfly in the first 20 minutes, I'm like, oh no, this is much better than just having Shredder right out the gate. This is a lot better because I'm telling you for a sequel, it's going to be a two-parter like Spider-Verse. Oh gosh, I don't it's know gonna about be, that. No, I, I get, mark my words right now. I can guarantee you it is going to be, they know who Shredder is. They know he's the Thanos of the the uh ninja turtle mythos whatever happens in the second movie he's gonna beat the crap out of the turtles he's gonna he's, humble them he's gonna humble them real quick and whatever trials and tribulations they have to go through they'll go through it and retackle him again in the in the second squeakle the third film i i think it's smart to hold off on shredder i I call it the Batman Begins approach. They hold off on the big villain that everybody wants, set them up for a sequel, build the world around it before introducing the guy who's going to destroy it. I'm okay right. with that. I did, I wasn't even thinking about Shredder watching this movie. I was just so engrossed with what the Turtles had going on. I almost forgot about Shredder. And funny enough, too, <laughs> I was thinking... The 2007 film, Shredder's not in that either. Yeah. Wasn't he's he dead. Like in... Okay, that's what I was going to say. He, he's mentioned, though. Um, he's mentioned. And, yeah. But he's dead. Point, he's dead. Yeah, he's gone. That was the whole reason why Leo left, right? Like No, Leo safe. went to go on a training. But he was allowed to leave because Shredder was no longer a threat to their city. So it's like, oh, okay, he's gone. We're okay, just you know, not fighting anymore. Dispersed. Oh, I, they didn't really say all that, but mm. he's not in the movie. Uh, and he wasn't in the first Michael Bay film either. Shredder? Yes, he was. Oh, he was the, he was the villain. Oh well, they basically played, hit him. Played by um, oh my God, what's his name? 
uh I always get them mixed up. Not Kevin Bacon, or maybe not Kevin Bacon, but what's the other one? Kevin Bacon. Who played the villain in um uh Moon Knight? Who was the villain? The it's main not villain? Ethan Hawke. I mean, then, yeah, then, that's not Ethan Hawke. It's Kevin Bacon? In Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. To play Shredder? That's, Who plays yeah, Shredder? Who plays Shredder? William Fickner. But he's not even like Shredder. He was like the the fakey because they changed it last minute when they said Shredder shouldn't be a white guy. Yeah, I remember that. That was a whole controversy. Uh, right. And they made him, I think they made him Japanese in the... They did, and, but and, they and were and about the to sequel. make, they were about to make William Fickner be Shredder. And they were like, you better not. That's funny. That is funny. I'm glad they listened. Well, I mean, at least he's here for the next movie. So Roverdue. Shredder for the Mutant Mayhem sequel. But um I mean, I guess going back to the film itself, I like the music. I think there was a good choice in music and when it played, how it played. Uh they Soundtrack had a really- was good. Soundtrack was good. They had a really cool shot where, um, and I love, I mean, you liked the the hand drawing for the animation uh, where like Donnie was drawing that stuff when they were going to school and how uh, school life would be. Right. I like the scenes where they, for me, it's when they switch between different scenes seamlessly to show like a time lapse. Uh, so like, for example, when April gives them the task of trying to find out the location of Superfly, she sends them to like four different thugs. Oh, that was creative. Yeah. And that fight scene where they're fighting and as, and I love this, that, uh, so there's like four different villains and for each villain, a different turtle led the charge into ah, that. that's what i'm talking and about it was yes. so good because then when they start fighting like you have a camera angle where it's like the camera is like panning and then at like i guess if leo's the one fighting uh the 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 asian lady then it just seamlessly swaps to Raphael beating up the toupee guy and then it's like like it was just you just have to see it for yourself for those that i'm trying to describe it to that that was seen a it. really good shot that to me was probably the best the best shot in the whole movie um well, what also made it so good was that again turtle movies need to be about all four of them i felt they each got equal shine. You got to see their different fighting styles. You know, uh, Donnie was getting handy with the bow staff. Mikey was having fun and joking around kind of in his fight style. Leo was pretty straightforward. Then you got like Raph was just tossing people and tackling people. And it's just really fun that shot to go back and forth. And then I just, I just love how they each felt like they're sharing the stage. And I feel sometimes that gets lost in these turtle outings. It's like, oh, it's a Leo movie. Oh, it's a Raph movie. No, I feel they were on par. It's a Turtles movie. Correct. Oh, and then yeah, the fight choreo was pretty good, too. I like how they started out pretty inept. Very Miles Morales. And then they got better with time. and Or like they started, like, you know, it was just a stick to Donnie before then... He was really starting to Why utilize Why am I the it. only one with a stick? 
which I feel like I, I think we playing. all said that as kids, like yeah, as kids, it, no one wanted it, to be Donatello. No, because he, he just had a stick. We wanted you either wanted to be Leo for the swords, or I guess Raph because he's he's like the badass of the group. Uh, some people wanted to be Mikey. Mikey was cool, but Don Donatello. You know, you know how this was. Um, it's it. Our Ninja Turtles. What? Oh God, how, how to word this? The way Ninja Turtles was for boys was the way Cheetah Girls was for girls. Where for Cheetah Girls, everyone wanted to, like, for girls, if there was a quartet, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> who, who, which Cheetah Girl do people not want to be? Who do you think? <laughs> who, Dorinda? Is, or... is, is that the blonde one? Yes. Yes, yes. No one mm. wanted to be her. And that is not any slight against the actress for Dorinda, that that was a fact growing up. If you had a quartet of girls that were pretending to be the Cheetah Girls, no one wanted to be Dorinda. They Can't wanted to you're be. You're comparing Cheetah Girls to it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a group of four. It, it's a it's a group of four characters targeted for. A I get child it. I just think it's funny. I, th I think it's funny. I I think it's fitting. It's very fitting. Raven is clearly Leonardo. Um. Uh, let me think. Let me think. What? what who are the rest? Dorinda's oh, definitely yeah. Mikey. Dorinda's definitely Mikey. Definitely Mikey. Definitely Mikey. Um, who does Raven get into the most uh, bouts with? It's, it's, you it's, need listen. Let's not. No, come on. Do... No, 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 no. Who, I... who does she get to the most bouts with? Uh, for mm -hmm. Cheetah Girls. But, is, it, uh, is it the Spanish one? No, because they're best friends. That's what I'm talking about. It gets lost in the sauce. A little Whatever. bit. It doesn't matter. They're the Ninja Turtles for for uh <laughs> girls. Um but uh I don't even know what we were talking about before we got before you sidetracked us with Cheetah Girls. I don't know Just why how I said they're up. on they're on par with each other. It's it doesn't feel like anyone's being uh left out. On, no one's yeah. left out. Right. Um right. I'm glad they did it this way, um, because I don't know if you know about the the canceled sequel about um, the TMNT 2007 movie where there was a, a planned sequel that they were going to oh. do, uh, but it was going to be about uh, Mikey, and uh, I I don't know what the general plot was, but like the ooze was going to like de demutinize the other brothers. So Raph, Raph, Leo, and Donnie were all going to be turned back into normal turtles, and Don and uh, Michelangelo is going to be the only one that um, was still a mutant, and he was going to go through this whole arc of like finding himself and you know learning about what it is to be a mutant. I don't know something like that. Oh, that, that sounds terrible. That, that does not sound terrible. That that sounds interesting because he's the youngest. He's the youngest of the group. So for him to lose his brothers like that. And he has to find a way to bring them back. I think I think it could have gone somewhere, but either way, that's a lost sequel that was canceled. You're never gonna get it. But the reason why I bring it up is we were mentioning how TMNT 2007 was focusing on Leo and Raph, and the writers were probably thinking, "Oh, don't worry, guys. We we have Mikey planned for a sequel. So if you were complaining about not enough Mikey, then we got you in a sequel. Sequel never came to be." Now we're left with no Mikey. I'm glad they did it the correct way here, where instead of instead of banking everything on like, oh, 
Let's just focus on Donnie in this movie. Each Let's just focus turtle, on Batman and Superman. But each movie will focus on a different turtle, and hopefully we'll get through all four of them in, in four movies. No, they got through all of them in a in a in a excellently paced way in one movie. And that's the way it needed to be. Correct. I'm surprised it took this long. But seven just, times the charm. People say, well, these things are ugly. We need to put some hot actors in front of them. Put the focus on them. Wild. Wild. Um, where do you... Let's let's wrap this up. Is this best movie for Mutant Ninja Turtles you've seen? Of the ones I've seen, easily. Uh, again, I, I can't say I've seen the classics from beginning to end, but I, I'm not going to... Even if I were to watch it, I am... 99% certain this movie that Mutant Mayhem is going to outclass those uh, classics. I'm sure they were great for their time. Actually, I know the third one supposedly is like the worst one uh, from the yes, classics. Correct. A lot of the uh, cast did not return for that one. Right. Uh, people, when they talk about the classic ones, they usually praise one and two. Uh, but even so, with one and two, I feel like this movie easily outclasses that. Um, it's the best Ninja Turtles movie, hands down. Uh, I don't know if I can say it's the best Ninja Turtles anything, just because I I remember really liking the 04 series run of Ninja Turtles, and I feel like that that was almost like the the Justice League Unlimited for uh, the Ninja Turtles series, where like you had an ensemble cast with a bunch of characters, and they all had their own arcs in different seasons, and then multiple episodes the same way the justice league did with like you know you had your green lantern episode you had your hawk girl episode you had your aquaman episode um so i i don't know if i could say that yet uh but it's it's definitely part of the conversation for one of the best animated projects of ninja turtles um ever and then when it comes to just animation in general right, that was gonna be my next one animation it, as a whole animation as a whole Again, we keep saying this, but Into the Spider-Verse, God bless its heart, kicked off this amazing renaissance for animation, the animation industry. And we keep seeing the, the waves continue to ripple, continue to ripple. And this is another excellent example of the medium being pushed again. And I, I, I know we keep being mean to it, or at least I'm being mean to it, but I... Disney's wish from the trailers ain't it for me. I if if you're going to go, if you're going to go for a new animation style, you go big or go home. This is what I was going to bring up very briefly because I said I was going to bring it back up. Sure. Excluding what you saw in the movie. If you're just looking at the trailers of both films for for Mutant Mayhem and Wish, which film do you think cost the most to make budget-wise? Probably just just from what you see, like oh whoa, you know, for animation. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I'll help you. I'll help you. Uh, Ninja Turtles, right? <laughs> Ninja sure. Turtles look like it costs more just because. Wow, look at what they're doing. Look I, at, I just don't know look, how much it costs to make what they're doing. 
Oh, I'm, not, not, I'm not asking impressive. how much. I'm just saying, like, from what you can see visually, which one I, just I looks don't... like the mo okay. I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you. Ninja Turtles looks like the more expensive movie. The the point I'm trying to make is the point I'm trying to make is the budget on uh Mutant Mayhem, which I was shocked by. I I did not know this. The budget on Mutant Mayhem was seventy million. Insane. That's not too bad for an animate for an animated movie. In, there's been uh, worse. There's there's been most animated movies that make waves these days. They're easily in the hundreds of millions. Most right. Of them. So seventy million. I'm saying so that's 70, not bad. Right. That that is insane considering what what the 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 spectacle we saw compared to Wish, which again Wish is not out yet. I, I'm willing to give it its fair shake once it comes out. But Wish has a budget. Do you want to guess what its budget is? 150. 200. 200 which million. Is, which is, I guess. And if I'm just judging based on visuals, ain't no way I'm thinking Wish costs 200 million versus Ninja Turtles 7 million. Insanity. Insanity. Absolute insanity. But, but, but again, again. Wish has only had a trailer. We haven't seen the movie. Maybe it does stuff in the movie that makes it, you know, balloon its its budget. I don't know. What we saw in Mutant Mayhem, my mind was thinking like, Jesus Christ, like what? Like the, Easily in the hundreds. Easily Listen, in the hundreds or two hundreds of million. You'll be surprised. I mean, Across the Spider-Verse, I think, only cost... Uh... Across the Spider-Verse was in the in the hundreds not the high hundreds in the hundreds it was in the hundreds that's across the, the spider-verse was only a hundred mil and into the spider-verse mm -hmm. was less it was only 90 mil which is i think it just Insane. goes to show it just goes to show it just really you know it, you can go for what they're doing here in mutant mayhem and in into the spider-verse and I think Puss in Boots as well. I don't think Puss in uh, Boots. I think was. Um, I think it was. I I don't think he even broke a hundred. It was ninety to one ten estimated, which is not bad. I'm. I think it's just insane. Really proving the very inspired different art forms that these films are going for. These are all different art it, styles. It's it's clearly just in the craft. And they're doing something new versus the bigger budget CGI films. It seems all that money is going to CGI. Tangled cost $260 million. That was their budget for Tangled. I don't understand, but I know a lot of that money went to animating her hair. Right. Which I, which I think Tangled is a beautiful film, but I'm looking at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And this is cooler to me as far as, you know, more creative, more inspired. And again, pushing that envelope. I get it. Her hair looks great. It looks but so 260 fantastic. million for some hair. Do you want to guess how much turning red was? Oh, probably not that much. I imagine. I'm going to say. Uh, 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 guess. 90. 175. Uh, that's a little up there. That's that's quite up there. Pixar's got the 
I guess the money. I guess Disney has the money too, but you know what they're putting that money into is not really game changing. It's not these art styles. Like I, I'm telling you, this year it, it hasn't even been a year really since I think I was wowed from animation, starting with um, uh, Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and uh, Puss in Boots, which came out around the same time, December right of last year. Or Pinocchio into 2022. Yeah. Um, since then, it's it's been bangers um, yeah. for animation. I mean, I know I have my qualms about the Super Mario movie, but I mean, it was still it was still a good movie. It was it was it was good. Um, Across the Spider Verse, great. And now this one, and it's just the medium for animation is continuously being pushed. And when I look at my my favorite billion dollar company, uh, known as Disney, I I want to see them be part of the change too. Just want to see them push it further as well. We're waiting. We're waiting. Um. So you're not putting this film over Across the Spider Verse. I am not. I I think Across the Spider Verse, um did something a little different for me uh and i i got more emotional in across the spider verse than i did with this one not saying that there isn't stuff to be emotional that's the that, that that's what's so hard because like me putting across the spider verse above this one still doesn't knock mutant mayhem any like any points down or whatever like i it's, just say it it's an experience. It's an experience. They're two different experiences. You can enjoy one over the other. Um, and, and some people might say Mutant Mayhem is, is better to them than Across the Spider-Verse. And I feel like, all right, uh, if you're going to choose Mutant Mayhem, I feel like that's a valid one if, if you're going to choose it. Um, but like, if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go on like some of the best animated films that just wowed me in terms of like story animation presentation acting all of that it's literally and again i i i hate putting these in order because it implies like oh this one's worse than the other but I, these are all fantastic but across the spider-verse at the top puss in boots you and mayhem that's where i have mine at that's fine that's fine uh, i just like the fact that we are continuously being wowed um, and it's not from the mouse. It's from all these other groups who are Good. really stepping their game Good. up. Good. I'm Good. I'm happy for them. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm excited to see what else comes more from this franchise. Turtles are back. Shoot, I think I might go watch some turtles right after this and see what all the hype was that I was missing for the other. What like uh, the, the cartoon series or yeah, what? like the 2012 one. I'll look into Ew. that. Uh, just to see what what. what People were thinking rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm I'm kind of on this turtle train now. I want to see if it stacks up to this movie. This movie is the bar. Mm. This movie is the bar. Um, definitely give it a watch. Uh, it's it, it, it's it's part of the conversation for best animated film of 2023. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, because. Uh, I mean, there's really only three contenders for the most part. So uh, far, this I think. elemental, 
and not including streaming movies. I know a lot of people liked um Oh one right. Movie. Nimona. Um, Nimona. Yeah. Which can be nominated as well. Right. Right. I, I've so, maybe only seen the theatrical runs. Um, but yeah, actually, yeah, it's just shaping up to be a nice little race for animated. Cool. Oh, Mario movie, of course. That uh, is not part of the conversation. It it, it will be it's, part it's of it. It's fun. I, it's fun. It's yeah. The highest grossing movie of 2023. It, it will be part of the conversation. You might as well say Minions is also part of the conversation. Ain't no Minions movie this year. Whatever year Minions came out. You, you can well have them in the Minions conversation. Minions is one of the best movies ever created. You can, you can have them in the conversation. Disgusting. It's okay. It if it not. makes money, it did something right. Oh, so, interesting. The, min- the Minions interesting. are enjoyable. They're not great films. They're enjoyable. The uh, um, the Twilight Saga is great. That's not animated. If it made money, it did something right. It could oh, be oh, in a conversation. Oh. It, it did do something right. It attracted a whole fan base. The original Percy Jackson films? They did not make money, and it was not well received. So You like those movies. I've only seen one. We digress. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. I think we're good here. We're going to close this sucker up. Um, definitely, if uh check this one out uh if you again if you made it this far on our review uh i mean we we weren't too crazy on the spoilers but uh yeah just it's an experience and it's an experience and uh of course if we want to see more of this stuff pay your writers pay your actors across the spider-verse part two on an indefinite hiatus those actors are not voicing or recording right now. Oh no, I can't consume my media while they're <laughs> you, on strike. If you if you want these movies and these sequels, yes, correct. We cannot consume until they can have a happy living. So I think that's a fair trade-off. Pay them, please. Uh but I think that's gonna wrap this up for us here at the Yonko table. Thank you again for always supporting us on social media facebook twitter instagram youtube twitch with dr jace attorney of course tiktok and if you ever want to join the conversation you hear on here please join the link below join our discourse so we can have a discord i'm sorry stop that uh flip it reverse it Uh, (laughs) oh you get what i mean and uh again yeah thank you for listening on your various podcast stations as well spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast thank you for listening and uh that is it from us i am your host grandmaster hoop fellow uncle dr jace attorney how shall we end our mutant mayhem with uh the worst intro out of the original series um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles and a Half Shell, Turtle Power. Which is just pretty much a cover of the original, just, but it's I guess, worse. a hip-hop flavored. Um, What about, um, back, back to the sewers, 
back back to the sewers teenage mutant ninja turtles back to the sewers gross can you do fast forward fast forward we're running out of time fast forward it's gonna be sublime teenage mutant ninja turtles (laughs) something like that. well that actually is that that, (laughs) it's something like that it's something like that yeah it's not gross it's not good right or how about go ninja go ninja go go ninja go ninja go 